Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Christian Fourier's 25-Hour Crusade for a Cure. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts. By the Walmart Foundation. By Vertex Pharmaceuticals. By McFarlane Energy. And by Northeast Electrical. All right, welcome back to our Crusade for a Cure. And I am so happy, so excited to talk to our, our next guest. Her name is Felicia Pagliuca. First question, Felicia, is are you at all remotely connected to the Celtics? That's what all of our listeners are going to want to know. <laughs> Pagliuca means Celtics to my listeners. What is there a connection to the ownership of the Celtics? You got to be we, you got to tell me the truth on this one. We love the Celtics and yes, my my wonderful father-in-law Steve Pagliuca is part of the Celtics family and and we our whole family is so excited about the season ahead for the Celtics. So your husband is his son? Yes, yes. Holy cow. Now I just my head just exploded right there. I saw <laughs> I saw your name. I was like, wait, there's not a lot of Pagliucas yes, in this world yes. right now. So your title is Vice President and Disease Area Executive of Type One Diabetes. Absolutely. Okay. So when a lot of people listening to this, they will see Vertex and they will want to know what Vertex is. Vertex Pharmaceuticals is a global biotechnology company headquartered right here in Boston, Massachusetts, that's focused on investing in scientific innovation to develop transformative medicines for serious diseases. And of course, that's been their mission for many, many years in, in cystic fibrosis and sickle cell disease and other diseases. And what's been really uh, exciting for me is that as of a couple of years ago, they have turned their attention to type 1 diabetes. When I do this every year, we get more more and more information about breakthroughs and advances in cures and you know for diabetes what is on the horizon is there anything that you can tell me that you're working on right now that a lot of people would be excited about well, I, I'm a scientist and I'm incredibly excited to be seeing the kind of scientific advances happening these days when it comes to understanding the root cause of diseases like type 1 diabetes, as well as developing the kind of technological advancements that can directly address that root cause. So, of course, in, in type 1 diabetes, it's a disease where the immune system attacks the insulin-producing cells that normally live in the pancreas. And as a result, people with type 1 diabetes rely on administering 
giving themselves replacement insulin every day their entire lives. And, and you know what a relentless burden that is in, on people and their families living with this disease. What's really exciting over just the last couple of years is there has been tremendous research on figuring out how to make those insulin-producing cells. And the idea is if we can make and, and, and replace those insulin-producing cells in people living with type 1 diabetes, we could transform that disease. So all that research is going on in this building that we are actually in right now because we are actually recording this in the Vertex building. And I took a little tour and saw some of the labs. And you're talking about those, uh, those cells. Like you were actually creating those cells to see if they were actually what? Um, create new cells that could be somehow implanted into a pancreas to recreate it and make it basically turn back on again? That's right. So we're working to figure out how to create a cell therapy that replaces those missing, those destroyed cells in type 1 diabetes. So make the cells, implant them back in the body as a way to essentially address that root cause, that underlying biology. Do you guys think that you are close to finding a cure for diabetes? Well, I can tell you we are relentlessly committed to finding uh, transformative therapies for type 1 diabetes. And what's been especially meaningful to us is that we now have our first cell therapy program in a clinical trial and what's called a phase 1-2 clinical trial investigating this kind of approach in patients who have type 1 diabetes and what's called severe hypoglycemia or problematic hypoglycemia, so very low blood sugar levels. And that study is actively enrolling here in the U.S. and in Canada. So we're really excited to see the emerging data from that clinical study. So as a scientist and a Celtics fan, <laughs> in your research, have you had an aha moment? Have you had a moment that just made you just so excited or just like, like a light bulb went on and you saw like changes and the opportunity that was ahead of you for finding a cure? Do you have something like that? Yeah, I, I think as, as scientists, I think those moments are are rare, but they do happen. Have you had one? Have you <laughs> yes. had one? Yes, absolutely. I, I think in, in, in our ability to actually recreate these insulin-producing cells, that was one of those moments that gave us a lot of hope that we could be on the right track scientifically to, to developing a, a whole new kind of therapy for type 1. Of course, it's early. We have lots more work to do, but that has given us, I think, the reason to push so hard. Is this like your area of expertise? Is this what you went to school for? Is this, were you drawn to this? aspect or how did that all start for you? Yes, I after my PhD studies, I, I met a, a person that your listeners may know named Doug Melton, who is a professor at the Harvard Stem Cell Institute who's dedicated his entire career to type 1 diabetes research and in particular to researching and developing cell therapies as potential cures. And I was captivated by his vision for what could be possible developing these kinds of living medicines. And so more than 10 years ago now, joined his research efforts at, at Harvard and we started a small biotech company together called Semitherapeutics a number of years ago, which was the company that Vertex acquired in 2019 that launched our Vertex Type 1 diabetes program. The wonderful thing for me and for all of our teams here is that Dr. Melton decided to come join us here at Vertex a couple of months ago. So he's now a, a research scientist down the hall with his own laboratory here researching these therapies. When you meet diabetics, is there any hope that you can give them that they can maybe have an easier life, like something to look forward to? Because I could tell you this with my son being, what, 21 years old now, he just complains and bitches and just hates it, right? The discipline that goes into making sure that he's 
regulate it and everything that goes into it, right? It's a lot of work, especially for a young kid. And he keeps asking me about these developments. And when I mentioned Vertex and how I have a connection to them and how I'm actually like, wow, I'm getting some really good information here. There is hope. He wants it now. Oh, we all want it he now. He wants it now. So, I mean, I guess I know you can't tell us exactly because who knows when it will happen. But is there, uh, you know, hope in the next 10, 10 years? I mean, is that too ambitious? I feel incredibly hopeful. I think there's been many, many years of, of research ongoing in this space. But to be at the point now where we're moving from research in laboratories to clinical trials is a, a really important inflection point, I think, for our community. And we are incredibly grateful to those patients and their families who volunteer to participate in clinical trials because that's really the bridge from research to developing new medicines that, that people may one day be able to, to benefit from. So what challenges does Vertex see ahead and how is it addressing those challenges? Well, drug development is incredibly challenging overall. And I, you know, we often like to say it's the ultimate team sport. Maybe there are other uh, sports teams that would disagree. But for us, drug development is the ultimate team sport where we really have to work carefully and thoughtfully with all of our stakeholders, whether it's our researchers, our manufacturing team, regulators, the, the type 1 diabetes patient and advocacy community, and so many more to make sure we're on the right track to hopefully bring these transformative therapies to people. What's a day like for you? You wake up in the morning and you say what? Well, I wake up in the morning and I think I am so lucky to get to go and do this job where all we think about day in and day out is how do we figure out how to make people's lives better who are, are living with the burden of type 1 diabetes. And so every day is different, whether it's working with our scientific researchers, working with our manufacturing teams, working with our clinical and regulatory teams. All of us are, are banding together to try and put every puzzle piece in place to not only do the right kind of research, but bring it into clinical development and ultimately all the way through that innovation life cycle to get a new medicine approved and, and ultimately enable people to have access to, to innovation in type 1 diabetes. How often do you get frustrated with the process? It is a challenging process, but I think those of us who go into drug development know that from the outset. And so we know part of our job is really to just face those hard problems head on. If it was easy, it would have been cured already. And so our job is really to tackle the hardest challenges and, and to bring the best minds and the most uh, dedicated people to the, to the fight. It is such exciting work and such meaningful work that it is something that I think we all do as a mission and a passion. Can you tell me about when insulin was discovered? Because before insulin, diabetes was a death sentence. You found out you had diabetes, uh, you died. There was no cure. There was yeah. nothing that you could do for it. Uh, insulin is discovered 100 years ago. Lives have been made easy. People are able to have families, go on with their life, uh, you know, be like any other regular person. You wouldn't even know somebody had diabetes unless they told you. It's actually a really interesting moment in time because we are almost exactly a 100 years out from the discovery of insulin. And so it was really only in the 1920s that scientists first isolated insulin and administered it to a person with type 1 diabetes. And that became a life-saving medicine and, and perhaps one of the most important life-saving medicines of the 20th century. And what we've seen over that 100 years is advances in how we make insulin and advances in how we administer it to, to people living with disease, advances in how we monitor blood sugar levels through, through various kinds of technologies. Fun Fundamentally, we are still treating type 1 diabetes by injecting people with insulin, yeah. which is what we first did in, in 1921. And so our goal is to 
change that paradigm to make the 21st century a very different world for people living with type 1 diabetes than the century that came before. It was discovered in Canada, right? It was discovered in Canada, and uh, there's a really interesting story of... Um, you know, a, a flame uh, that was lit to represent this this kind of breakthrough milestone of, of insulin. Uh, and it continues to burn to this day. And the hope is that one day, once there is a cure for, for type 1 diabetes and insulin is no longer required, that that flame will be extinguished. And I'm sure all of us in the community will be cheering for that day. But why is it important for people to go to the website and donate as much as they can? We here at Vertex, we are we are new to type 1 diabetes, uh, but we understand what a relentless burden this disease is for people living with it, for their families. And we are committed to working tirelessly on our end to, to help people living with type 1 diabetes and, you know, just want to support this community in any way we can. All right. Um, that was uh, Felicia, no, Dr. Felicia Pagliuca. At Pagliuca. I don't know why everybody has a problem saying that name. She was from uh, Vertex Pharmaceuticals. And if the name sounds familiar, it's because she is the daughter-in-law of Steve Pagliuca. Uh, so the good thing and the great thing about Vertex Pharmaceuticals, because with all their input, with all their great scientific innovation uh, for people with serious diseases, uh, you know, especially people with type 1 diabetes, they have uh, pledged uh, a $25,000 sponsorship. That was pretty cool and really thank them for that. So, all right. So the sun's going to be coming up here at any point in time. Chad Finn from the Boston Globe will be joining me at 4 a.m. I'm sure he's in the car now driving over here. Levin Reed from WBZ Morning Show. Okay. Levin's been a friend of mine forever. Uh, He's going to join us also. They're going to take us from 4 to 5 and then from 5 to 6. It's going to be Levin Reed, Dan Roach, and Steve Burton. Although I don't think Steve Burton's actually going to show up. I got a hundred bucks that says Steve Burton sleeps through it or says, was it this morning? I have a feeling that's going to be the answer. But when we come back, more importantly, there's a big competition happening at Boston College, and it's the Wiggy versus Foyer catch-off. Um, and uh, we are going to hear from uh, these so-called experts about uh, whose side they're actually on. You're going to hear from uh, Bill Belichick. You're going to hear from Teddy Bruschi, Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, maybe Ty Law, if I feel like it. And we'll see uh, who actually is the leader uh, in the clubhouse. That's it. We'll get that next. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics won their eighth consecutive game last night as they defeated the Atlanta Hawks 126-101 without Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart. The Celtics are now 7-2 against 500 teams this season. They now travel to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans this Friday at 8.30. The Patriots take on the New York Jets this Sunday with kickoff at 1 p.m. at Gillette. Seven Patriots players are on the injury report, including Christian Barmore and Kyle Duggar, who were limited participants in practice yesterday. The Bruins are on a four-game win streak of their own, and they take on the Flyers tonight at the TD Garden. And some Red Sox news. Bench coach Will Venable is leaving the organization to become the associate manager of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to Christian Fourier's 25-hour crusade for a cure. To donate, go to WEI.com slash crusade or diabetes.org slash WEI. I'm Justin Turpin. That's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The crusade continues. Christian Fourier's 25-hour crusade for a cure. 25 hours straight on the air to raise money for the American Diabetes Association. Now, we're back to WEEI. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Lately, something's changed. It ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl, and I want to make her mine. And she's watching with those eyes. Oh, yeah, man. All right, so, Turpin, I have no idea what hour we are on. I have no idea what hour we are on. But let me remind everybody why the hell I am still up right now at 3.26 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I am doing a crusade for a cure, and what that is is that is a, a 25-hour you know, uh, radiothon to raise as much money as possible for the American Diabetes Association. So far, we are at 26% of our goal. And when people ask me you know, why I'm doing this and you know, what's in it and what's the big deal, I mentioned you know, that the average price of insulin nearly tripled between 2002 and 2013. 
You know, I mentioned as many as one in four people who use insulin say they ration their insulin, skipping doses or taking less than they need. So the goal here today is, first of all, we're going to have as much fun as possible, right? Because we're uh, we're basically halfway through the 25 hours. I don't even know if I'm right or not. This is hour 13, so yes. All right, there we go. Oh, wait a second. Don't tease whose sexy voice that is. Uh, So we're going to have a lot of fun. I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun the next, like, two hours because I have a lot of cool guests that I've been been waiting to talk to for a long period of time and we have them all in the building at the same time so when we're gonna have a lot of fun uh while we educate and inspire participants about the ada's work and our research and uh, and making progress towards a cure because i truly believe that in the next 10 years uh they will have a cure for diabetes but joining me now joining me now is one of my better friends like really one of my better friends in the business and definitely one of the sexiest not only sexiest men, but absolutely oh the sexiest voice. What Don't be doing? ashamed of what your sexy doing? voice. Why do we start This is, like hold this on, this time. is, because I can't help it. You're so good looking. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> so this is Levin Reed. Levin Reed, okay, so let me know if I got this right, okay? So Levin Reed, I, I started working with you at WBZ with uh, Patriots pre and post game show. Sure. We would always, we, you know, you were, you would, I'd see you traveling. I'd see you, we'd do, you know, post game shows. At one point in time, remember we had that country fest? Yeah. And we were doing a post game show during country at fest. some stupid country fest. And there was a lot of stuff that we, it remember was, I kept saying to you, I'm like, see that girl over there? She's, she's going to be my, oh yeah, there was, I could find your type. Like, yeah, I like, can find your I type. I could find your type. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you make her feel safe. Like, she'd feel really comfortable <laughs> in your arms. And we were sitting there doing that between takes. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But then I feel like, I don't know if you like, I wouldn't say you graduated because you obviously you were very successful in your career, but you feel like you got some stability. Can I say that? Is that correct? So we started, uh, like I was freelancing and freelancing. Yeah, you were freelancing. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was I wouldn't say it was thin because WBZ has always taken care of me. Yeah, you've been, you were busy working. Yeah, and I was busy working. But all of a sudden what they did was they were like, you know what? You're freelancing, but you still had another job. Maybe you don't do that other job and we just have you freelance full time. Yeah. So I just freelance full time. And then uh, this past February they said, hey, would you want to do the morning show? And now you don't have to freelance anymore. So the morning show, okay, it starts at 4 a.m. It starts at 4.33. Oh, oh it starts 4:30. at 4.33. 4:30. I oh, get there okay. at 3 a.m. I get up at 1.30. Okay, so it's, wow. See, I always thought about, like, okay, like, I'm a morning person, and I would love. Are you love, that much of a morning no, person? No, no, no. I feel like that's insane. People who do what you are doing now, and they do it for, like, 25, 30 years, I honestly feel like they're, you know, you know their reality is so much different than ours. Listen, I, as I said, I don't have kids, but I live the life of an infant. You know, I'm up <laughs> yeah. very early. I go to bed um, when the lights are on or, you know, you have to – or in the, during the daylight all the time, you lay down. I mean, you're tired. You just get used to being tired so all the time. So when do you go to bed? Um, I still haven't mastered that. So I try and lay down – I try and lay down between 6.30 and 7. And then I'm, I'm saying sometimes I fall asleep between 8.30 and 9 or sometimes I fall asleep before then. So you are actually – so this is a part of your job. Like, there's aspects of your job that I love, mm-hmm. and there's aspects of your job that I hate. Which is? Well, I hate the fact that you really have to force yourself to go to bed, you, you, put I, the whole eye thing on. Like, and the winter is probably great. It's dark right, anyways right. at 4.30, right? So you got to put – and you got to, like, close the blinds and just force yourself to go to bed. So there's no forcing yourself to go to bed. It, there you was. you tired? Because just, you're so tired. You get up at one thirty. Um, as long as you know, but take don't you that feel nap. like you're missing out on life I, a little I, bit? I did have a little bit of FMO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> FMO. You're missing, yeah, missing out on like everything that is fun in life. And it's funny because you know when I first started, my friends would you know I'm driving to work at one thirty quarter of two, 
And they're like calling me from the bar. They're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, they're leaving and I'm, I'm going in. You get used to it. You, I you, actually you it. I actually lived that life for a summer. I I had these, I was talking to these other guys like, I don't know, 1 a.m. in the morning. I had a job in Long Beach working on the docks loading trucks. You know, like that was my job. So the job started at uh, 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I lived in the valley, which is literally like an hour and a half from Long Beach. But it didn't matter because it was like no traffic. So I was like, screw it. Uh, but I would have to. I remember I had. To, I would. I was going to bed at like seven o'clock Oof. because I had to wake up at twelve in order to get there. You know, by one thirty, so I could start loading these stupid trucks. Worst job I ever had in my life, Levin. I, 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 I despised it more than life itself. These stupid trucks, and it just never stopped. Like I would load a truck by hand. Okay, no pallet pusher, no like forklift, nothing. They some stupid jerk, and I, I hate them to this day. I don't know who they were. They would. This is what they do. They would roll around. Uh, this is all the union guys, right? Sure. So the union guys would roll around the forklift, and they didn't care about me, right? So they would just dump a pallet, and they would just leave. As soon as I was done with that one, they would come back and dump another pallet, and just over and over and over. But I remember I was I had no life, and I was. What, 21? Well, I maybe? couldn't do it at 21. That's different. I'm a little bit older now. I only so did it for a summer, though. So I shouldn't act like summer. I was like, it wasn't like I did it for like, you know, five years. Well, I'm, I'm, in my, I'm still in the summer, so to speak about it. I started this job in March. So I started the new schedule. But I, I will say this. I'm, I'm not used to it, but I understand. I feel like it's like when your daughter's going to bring home a, a guy that maybe you don't like. You're like, okay, I'll just have to deal with do that. You, have you like, but you, well, tell me what you like about it then. Um, it's, it's, I will say this. The people I work with are fantastic. So that's great. And the people I worked with before, fantastic. When I was covering sports, and when you're covering sports, and I still do a little bit now, um, I felt like I, I wasn't having Groundhog Day, but I, I kind of knew some things that were going to happen. You know, Bill Belichick would have something. You know, people would go out there and get Bill Belichick say this, and I would say, I can tell you exactly what Bill's going to say. Yeah. So now I feel like everybody, I, can. everybody. So now we go on a story. Garth, Garth and I are photographer here. We go on a story every day, and it's something new. It's something I've never done. So, like, you know, when I did prison book reform, I've never done that before. I didn't even know anything about prison book reform. I just did a story about this kid named Connor Wright, who, who's like 13, and he started bringing gifts to kids who are isolated through COVID. I've never done that. I don't know people like that. So everything I do now, all the stories I do now are new. So for me, it's like a sponge. Like, I'm, later on, I'm going out to Katie's closets. She builds closets and schools for kids who maybe um, – going through poverty and they feel like like you know that you have food insecurity they have clothing insecurity so the teachers get clo- i hate clothing yeah. insecurity so you know like kid. so you have clothing insecurity so the teachers <laughs> get clothing donated they put them in a closet and a kid free of charge can go in there pick out clothes toiletries and stuff like that so clothing insecurity this this is interesting to me because it's basically like like you're like you basically can't afford right clothes and you damn sure can't afford name brands exactly I was telling a story how I got teased when I was younger because we couldn't afford, I mean, really, I mean, I had one pair of shoes, right? And listen, it wasn't like we were, like, you know, suffering, but, yeah. like, I got teased a lot. So I got in a lot of fights because I had, instead of a pair of Jordans, I had City Wings. Oh. <laughs> I had City Wings. And I actually, Levin, I actually thought that people wouldn't know that they weren't real Jordans. So I was, they were black and they were red and they were, like, maybe 20 bucks. I think I got them, like, you know, Marshalls or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, man, this is, these are cool, man. I got like 20 bucks. It's like, they're the same. Those guys are putting in 100 bucks. No, yeah. right away. As soon as I did something good, it was like, Sh- dude, you got city wings. I, I got just the opposite. My mom was a, was a personal shopper, so I always got clothes that were before they came out. So, like, I'm wearing La Tigre, and people are like, why are you wearing that tiger on your shirt? 
So what is that? I mean, everyone, wait, so your mom was a personal <laughs> yeah, shopper? Yeah, like, so it was like, why are you wearing it? Why are you wearing that? And I'm like, it's, it's, this is going to be cool. No, it's not. And, you know, just people just. So then, like, you were, you were, uh, you were, uh, uh, was it my wife used to call it like a head of trend or something I was, like that. I was, but the, back in the day, they didn't call it. And again, when you, you know how right. kids are, they don't know that you're a head of trend. They just think you're wearing a stupid shirt with a tiger. <laughs> you know, and, and again, why I think, random I think okay, so you had, the, I think, what was the, the knockoff version was like some janky fox. Yes. Or some like I remember some getting, random uh, yeah. stupid like you know weird tiger that only had like 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 I didn't have Adidas like my Adidas had like five stripes. Sure, <laughs> I, I, they didn't have three. I tell you, they had five. I tell you. They're like, no, they had Adidas. I I remember coming to school with my um, my belt buckle and it said Levin when they, you had the name belt buckles. Wait. And I, you- Listen, listen, Stop. Listen. What? Levin belt buckle in my Levi's and my and my and my, 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 my Tigra, my Tigra polo. Oh and my it god! It was literally the worst day of school. I had British knights on at that time. Oh, BK, BK, BK knights. It was literally oh, the worst day of school in my entire. Like that day, I remember. I remember that day just crying in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's too funny. <laughs> a belt buckle. That is so random. No, I had my name on it and everything. Said, Wait, where it. did you grow up? Uh, Long Island, New York. Okay, was that, like, in? It was like, oh, look, uh, belt buckles like, are in. Belt like, buckles like, were in. The long, so belt buckles, the country vibe in, like, Long Island, uh, New York. Like, so how did now, that so like, somehow? The belt buckles, if you don't, you don't remember because... Like, I was wearing fat laces before Run DMC wore fat laces because uh, I knew they were coming out. And that's when the belt buckles came out afterwards, where you could have your name. Instead, remember they had their chains with their, their names on it and everything like that? And I had the belt buckle with my name on it. That is amazing. Wait, so the the whole, like, mom is a personal shopper, I feel like that is so interesting. It, it was it was different. I, I do feel like there's a – I have this theory because um, I, had a, I had a paper route. Yeah. Okay, as a kid. And who didn't have a paper route as a kid? Wait, did you have a paper route? Yeah, of course I did. Can't, wait, seriously? Yeah, who didn't have a paper route? All right, um, I have this theory of, uh, and, I, and it's specific to paper routes. Okay. Like how paper routes, um, I'm, I'm, uh, it's a working title, yeah. right? How it, it that kind of like defines who you are. It like builds like a, a foundation. Absolutely. Like guys our age were able to. Have a, I hated my paper route. Did you throw the paper or did you put the paper? No, we the had, door? we were at it. We had a bike and we uh, we threw the papers. I never threw. Well, how did well, how did you? I had a bike and every house I'd get out and tuck it on the door. Oh, you! They liked you. <laughs> oh my, you should Boy, see so me did Christmas. they pay you? Christmas was did huge. Did they pay you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I was always afraid that when I threw it, it would hit the screen door. And it would make that bang. And I would be like, oh, man, I'm messing up this dude's screen door, this man's screen door. So I get off the bike. Or, like, you know, maybe I had, like, six houses in this one area. Get off the bike, take six papers, tuck it in the door, drive down a little bit more. Get off, tuck it between the door, drive down a little See, bit more. See, you actually went above and beyond. Like, <laughs> and the, and you, so last year on when we did this, Bill Burr came on. Mm-hmm. And he had a paper route here locally in Boston. And he was telling the funniest stories about, and which I felt, you know, a lot of, you know, I kind of understood because, the hardest part about having a paper route was collecting your money. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was, and it was so bull crap because here's this, like, you know, 12 year old kid, like, literally begging for his own money after doing a job. And, like, it was like $2.50. Crazy. Come back tomorrow. Dude, come on, bro. Like, no, I don't have it. You I don't have two, never you don't have $2.50. Are you kidding me? Like, I, you know, I'm waking up at. And- <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Drive me crazy. saying come back tomorrow. And I, I didn't think, by think the way, about it. I didn't think about cents. it then that they come back tomorrow. But, like, 
there were some houses that didn't pay me until Friday. And I knew when the, how much the, when the money was due, I think Saturday. Some houses didn't pay me until Friday. Sometimes I had to chip in my own money, make sure I get it back. Um, it was brutal. I remember we were, my brother and I like had, it was like we, you know, divide and conquer type of thing where we, uh, we were so upset and just fed up with the fact that we weren't getting paid. We just either, first we started off like throwing them in the, in the bushes Right, and we just like it was like we're going to teach them a lesson. Well, we'd go get the money. Well, now they're really not going to pay us because you keep throwing the, the paper bushes. in the bushes. Then we finally just said, you know, we're not going to deliver them at all. So in those days, they would drop the papers off in your driveway, uh, and then you would have to wrap them yourself. I didn't have that. Wow, you are so a spoiled so, so, paper so, guy. Like, no, I had to. You I had to take my bike to a paper place, and they just handed you. And they handed you the papers. Really, it was like it was like, it was like an office like this. And, you know, like how many, you know, like, you know, how many customers you had. So I got 56 papers. The Sunday papers obviously were bigger than the others. Um, I had to buy plastic bags when it was raining and stuff like that. To wrap so them they in. didn't provide that to you? No, you. They, I had to buy that stuff. So I bought the plastic bag. You know, you had the basket on your bike. And I drove, I rode my bike from that. And it's not like that place was near my house. That place was like, say, a good two miles. So I rode my bike two how miles. How old were you? Like 12. That's amazing that 12, your folks like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. No, no, it's Go not ahead. amazing. That's how we were. I was no, a latchkey kid. That's well, how it always I, I was know, when we were like, growing up. I know, Nowadays, but you don't even... Like, you couldn't have a kid walking around with his key to his house around his neck. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was a latchkey kid. You were kid. literally... Like, you walking around... That's what latchkey kids were. We walked around with the key... But my parents worked. Well, yeah, so did mine. So, like, so I... How did I get in the house? You put the key on, like, a shoestring, really? throw it around your neck. See, we didn't even... See, it was crazy. We didn't even lock our door, so it was literally just cruise in whenever you know so you're asking me that that's crazy no i know it is, it is i think i remember my mom actually we got a break real quick i remember my mom was basically forced to quit her job because we would come home and there was four of us and we were just psychos we were psychotic we just no one could control us we were all over town like we just ran around barefoot with no shirt on oh, that's crazy just trying to play video games and like i don't know find money for like candy it was insane. Wow, listen, we just started this thing, and I have so many questions for you. The conversation is just so easy with you. Chad Finn is going to join us. Chad awesome. Finn from the Boston Globe um, at 4 a.m. in the morning. And remember, we're doing all this to raise as much money as possible. If you want to donate, if you want to help us out, listen, we got a long way to go because our goal is $300,000, and we're only at 26% of our goal. So if you're up right now, if you're up early, and you're enjoying the show, and you understand, like, what people with diabetes are going through, hook us up, diabetes.org slash W-E-E-I. That is the website. That's how you donate. If you get on there right now, send me a little message, and I'll make sure to try and respond to you. We'll be right back with Levin Reed and uh, Chad Finn soon on uh, W-E-I Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Christian Fourier's 25-hour crusade for a cure. Raising money for the American Diabetes Association. For more info, head to WEEI.com slash crusade now. We're back to WEEI. I can't get enough Patty Smythe, Levin. You, well, that's even your own personal problem. It's Are like, you going to sing that song? No. You should drop your no. voice and sing it. I can't. So here's right. the thing. Here's what we're going to do. So whoa, first of all. Whoa. So, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Let me read. So listen. All right. So I want to see how influential you and Chad Finn is. So I think Chad Finn is here. I'm not even sure. I think I saw him over there in the hallway. He's so way Chad, more influential than I am. You think, you think oh, Chad think Finn so. is more influential than Absolutely. you, Levin yeah. Reed? You, oh, have yeah. whole, you have your own show. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm part of a show with a whole bunch <laughs> you have of your people. Own show. Listen, I'm I'm the last one on that show. I don't have I don't I'm, have my own show. I'm curious. I'm trying to uh, figure out if we can. Uh, right now we're at seventy eight thousand. I'm wondering if we can get to like, I don't know. Can we get like you know. $15,000 in the next, like, you know, hour and a half or we something We can auction like that. off something. I have something here for oh, you. Oh, you do have something yeah. to auction off? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Well, let's do it now. You well, actually, do... tell me what it is. You want to tell me what it is during the break? or um, well, like, Just tell me now. I'll I want to know now. now. So we, we, a good friend of mine, well, he's not even a good friend. He's a, we did a story on a place called I Have Collectible Coins and Collectibles, and it's in Franklin. And I'm in there doing, because right now the, it's booming the collectible business with, with you know, Pokemon cards and everything yeah. like that. So as we was going through his stuff, he had... A print from an old, um, what you call it, an old paper press station, and the print was with you on it. So I said, "Hey, I'm oh. going to be doing something with this." Oh wait, hold on. So so Levin's going to his little bag, and he has an old. This is wait. They don't even do this anymore. Oh, yeah. What is this? It's all whoa. It's like oh, it's broken. No. oh crap. There he is. Holy cow. All right, so hold on. Let's show right here. Let's show everybody on Twitch. You go to twitch.tv. Look at WEI. So this is uh, Adam Vinatieri and I. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, this is the when we beat the Eagles. Yeah. What year was this? Oh, 2000 and f- Oh, my God, 2005. This is pretty so sweet. So that's when they would run it off, and that would be on the cover of the paper. All right, so they don't make these anymore. No, right? they do not do that anymore. So how would you actually – we're going to have to talk to you about how we describe this because I definitely <laughs> want to do this. We're going to have to yeah. do this. I'm going to take it. I'm going to keep it right here. Yeah, keep it right there. Keep I was right also going to mention – I was just going to mention that at uh, all right. So you're on from I'm here for a while. Yeah. So at five, let's go with five like forty five. Okay. Okay. You were a DJ. 
Oh, uh, I worked in a place. Well, you were a radio. What, explain so, to me so how worked, you have so much I, random knowledge about 80s music. I was a young kid, and I started my internship. It wasn't even an intern. I was getting paid to, like, go for and do different things. But, you know, if you work in a radio station, all these different music groups come through. I worked at Z100. And, um, like, at, that was the time of the glam rock, um, heavy metal time. So I knew every heavy metal band that was coming through. So I know you said that like you were more heavy metal, uh, you know, centric. But we have a we have like a I think a mix of maybe five to six songs. Put it in, whatever you got. Okay, five or six songs. I went to a concert that was with Public Enemy, Anthrax, and then the next day, <laughs> the next day it was Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, and it was Alcatraz. And Alcatraz at the time had Steve Vai playing it for before he went to, D, to play for David Lee, David Lee Roth. Wait, so. Well, you said uh, who in Anthrax? Uh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy and Anthrax were yeah, on the same bill? they were in the same bill. It was on Long Island. So um, they played on Long Beach. They played on the, yeah. Is, they, is, wait, just correct me if I'm wrong. Is it not co- two completely two different completely fan bases? Two completely different bands and different Public fan bases. Enemy rolls in, yeah. Fight the Power, all that stuff. And Anthrax and rolls Anthrax. in. And then they, they played, like, the mashup songs together. Like, so they would do, like, you know, Bring the Pain, and they play a mashup of Bring the Pain, Fight the Power, and be like, Fight the Power! Fight the Power! It was crazy. It was crazy. But it's like it's like what Jay-Z mashed up with, um... Who they just messing with? Uh, I forget the band. Uh, Lincoln Park. He did a matchup with Lincoln Park, and they did the same. Oh, thing. I mean, that's basically like uh, what is it? Aerosmith and Run DMC. Run DMC. I mean, that's yeah, like when like it actually like first that. happened, but more a little more commercial. That was more commercial, but, but they, still a mashup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I've been obsessed with Miley Cyrus. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Wait, wait. First of all, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you should keep to yourself. No, no, I am, I have no shame admitting that I am a big fan of Miley Cyrus. Well, then that's just okay. You. I will say, I, I if you give her, I will say this, okay. If I give you her, you find me a another artist that does a better job and is more eclectic and successful with cover songs. Cover songs. This woman, like she's got, her, she's got her own. She, Really? Yeah, wagon Darius, wheel? I mean, he's only got his wagon da, da, wheel. Darius Rucker is way more. I mean, if you I think will, about... I will challenge you. I, listen, you can't... Miley Cyrus cover songs to Darius Rucker. I, I will tell you, when Darius Rucker was in, when he was doing... I forget the band he was in earlier before. When he Hootie was, and uh, the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. And then he moved on to do Wagon Wheel and his own different Yeah. Thing. He was covering songs all the way through to get to that you know, country music spot. See, I think... I just randomly came across, like, uh, I don't know what song it was. Some song by Metallica, and she was actually singing it with Metallica. The woman can literally sing any song. Okay, she's good. I'm any not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Okay. But, but you can do the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters okay. can do every song. They yeah, but they're bands, though. I feel like bands should be able to do okay, cover okay. songs as opposed to, like, a, a single artist who is literally trying to, like, you know, change, like, go from range to like range. Like the Zach and... Brown band is, can, can do every cover. Man, I, I really don't know music very well. <laughs> do you know what's funny? I don't so, know music very so well. So when we did Country Fest, I was not. When you and I were there together? When we were and I were there. But I would do the Thursday, Friday, and the Saturday. Yeah. So... And people don't understand, like, Patriots would leave and Country Fest would be there, so I'd be there the whole week. So by the third year, I knew every Kenny Chesney song because he would do sound check all the yeah. time. So by the third year, I'm, like, singing songs. Like, Kenny, my friends were like, why do you know Kenny Chesney? I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think people, like, <laughs> that day was so funny. Like, we've been at CBS Sporting Club for so many times oh post-game, and it's not as crazy as it used to be. Thank I will God. say this. It is not as crazy as it used to be. I remember almost, like, you holding me back so I wouldn't get into a fight. Yeah. Because it's like every drunk a hole like, wants to just challenge you all day long. And, and I always say, I always thought this was funny. I always used to tell you, 
we're working. <laughs> I'm working right now. This guy, I'm working. I am like on television trying to pay attention to the post-game show, and you keep asking me that you want to have a conversation with me. Yeah. I'm at my work. It was the, there's nuts. nothing funnier than we've been there. And, you know, it gets heated with the fans who were there. And I remember once, and I remember we were the photographers were there and everything. And the guy was saying something to you, and you had about had it. And you said to him, hey, come over here. I can't hear you. And right when you said that, I was like, oh. I was going to snatch him up. <laughs> I had, I had, had it. I was going to grab him. <laughs> I was seriously going to grab him. And I think you were definitely the voice of, like, like the angel saying, Probably not a good idea. I was like, dude, you're working. Forget about Probably. that. Probably. I know. Like, I'm... He's had like 50 Miller lights, and, you know, he's going to go home. Oh, and the funny and thing is, is that, you know, you feel like you're tethered, <laughs> like you're anchored to this chair. You got yeah. the IFB. You got the microphone. So you, you can really only go so far anyways. Yeah. Like, if you want to snatch them up, so like, they're, not, come in, they're not in grabbing, they're not in snatching distance. I was literally turning off all the cameras. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, turn the cameras what off, turn them away from So is Chad here? Do we got Chad Finn here? He is here, yes. Chad Finn is here from the Boston Globe. Sorry. So, well, we have an hour with Chad uh, to kind of go wherever we want. Uh, I, I listen, I've never met Chad. I don't know anything about him, uh, but he was gracious enough to, to join. He's fantastic. Uh, he is. Oh, I know. I, listen, um, I actually asked him to come on as a joke. Really? Actually, there he is. I actually told him to come on as a he joke. In the house. And he actually agreed to come on. He's actually coming on right now. So, wait, Chad, we're going to actually go to a quick break, okay? And then we're going to come on starting at 4 a.m. So, uh, play us out real quick, uh, Turpin, and we'll be back in about uh, five minutes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.